Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and oh my God, it's March 1st. (laughs) The first two months of this new year and new decade are over, and we are now experiencing um, the third month of the new year and new decade, and um, it's, you know, it's an amazing thing. Time flies so quickly. And it was just Saturn-Pluto a minute ago back on January 12th, but here we are, and it's March 1st. So, onward we go. I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, and uh, there's a few things I want to say first. Um, When we're talking about astrology, we are talking about the movement of the planets. So, we are talking about your astrological chart, your natal chart versus the, the movement of the planets, where the planets are right now and uh, versus where they where time stood still the moment you were born and you have an astrological chart for that moment. The planets in the sky make a movement and they have an archetypal story and their archetypal story plays out um, collectively, but then also, of course, personally. And that is how they affect your astrological chart. Now, I believe that we all have free will and we can use all of this positively or we could not use it positively and use it, you know, and stay in a hole and and stick our head in the sand. And, you know, um, but what I want to reiterate, I want to reiterate two things because they've come across to my world in the last few days. Um, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't say, I think everyone is psychic, but I don't do a psychic reading per se. And I still get questions sometimes from people, well, am I going to move there? Or am I going to do this? Do you, is it, am I going to do that? Do you see me doing that? And that's up to you. <laughs> if you're going to move somewhere Um, I can tell you if you should or shouldn't, or it's a good idea to or not, but I can't say 10 years from now, you're going to move to Alaska and it's going to be the most amazing thing that ever happened. You know, I don't work that way. And most astrologers, the ones worth their salt, um, are not going to tell you that they're not going to work that way. Most modern astrologers anyway. And one of the other things is, is that because it's not fate oriented, because I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're going to move to Alaska in 10 years, you should never be afraid to get your chart read. And you should go to a person who is reliable and, and that you like and that you uh, enjoy their whatever you're reading from them, whether it's their YouTube, whether it's their podcast, whatever, um, because I am not a person, and I will tell you again, I've said this before, but for anyone who hasn't heard me say this, when I am not a person who is going to sit in front of you and say, well, that's it. This is what's going to happen to you. Pluto's going over your sun, and you don't have a choice. And these three things are going to happen. No. (laughs) Um, You should not be afraid to go to an astrologer because they're going to tell you something faded. And you're afraid that it's going to be awful and they're going to tell you bad news. And and I don't want people to be afraid of astrology. And I don't want people to be afraid of what the astrologer is going to say. I am not going to be someone who tells you 
it's faded, that's it, you have no choice, and sorry, that's not the way this works. You have every free will in your life, and you can change everything at a moment's notice. And I know it's not always easy to change. It's not easy to change at all, especially when we get um, wired a certain way and our brains get wired a certain way to experience our thoughts a certain way. And we are continuously, um, continuously uh, reliving the same patterns over and over. So what I want to point out here, what's very important is that it should be up to you how you take the information and you should ask the astrologer, well, what else can I do with this energy? What else should I do with this energy? What else can I, um, you know, use this energy for? What are the opportunities? Because every aspect that you get to your astrological chart has opportunity and it has a higher vibration and a lower vibration and you can choose however you want to use it. Sometimes, you know, each of us experiences a little bit of both. And it is not something that you have to, you know, fall victim to. And it's not like you're not the victim of the planets. And when I read someone, I want them to understand that I'm not going to sit here and tell them that they are definitely going to move here or there. That's not the way this works. And I think that's an old-fashioned notion. And I also think it's old-fashioned for us to uh, to believe that that's what's going to happen and, and not go. Last week I was talking to someone who we were talking about Vedic astrology. This person was from India. And we were t- he was telling me that the astrologers in India um, that he knows of, now this obviously, this is I've never been to India, I've never had a Vedic reading, but the astrologers in India give you a faded and I know this about Vedic, it's, it's often very faded. And he said that they, that the ones he's experienced are, you know, frightened him. And that the, they, the ones he's been to, and this is not all Vedic astrologers, and this is certainly not anybody I know, but this was his experience. Um, he said, you know, they want to take control over you. And, you know, I think that can happen at work, <laughs> if you work at a bank, <laughs> if you work in the film industry, I think anybody can assume power over you if you allow it. So that can come from your astrologer, your boss, your mother, your husband, your wife, your cousin, third cousin, twice removed, your dog. <laughs> if you give someone a lot of power, someone or something a lot of power, and including your own thoughts, if you give them all the power, you are, yeah, you're going to feel like something is controlling you. There, There is no way an astrologer should control you. <laughs> and, you know, if you feel that the astrologer is controlling you, you have to stand up and say, I don't want this. You know, that should never, ever be the case in an astrological reading. Um, you know, so I think that it's best for everyone to just be aware of that. And so every now and again, I want to remind people, you have free will. This is why I make 
all sorts of suggestions. You might use the energy this way. You might use the energy that way. You know, you may experience now here's let's launch into what's going on now. The Mercury retrograde that we currently are experiencing for me has been a bit of a nightmare, but for other people, perhaps not. But I think it's, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of wrong information come my way. I've heard some sad information come my way that was not true. I heard, um, you know, a variety of different stories about certain things and none of them were real. Um, I, you know, I talked last week about my Instagram account, which I'm going to have to redo. Um, there's, and there's been a lot of this, you know, um, insidious confusion and, uh, it comes from, you know, Mercury's retrograde in Pisces. Pisces is, Pisces is the sign opposite for Mercury's favorite sign, Virgo. And Mercury rules Virgo, rules Gemini, but it doesn't like being in Pisces. It can't express itself po- properly the way it likes to in Pisces. So then what happens is Mercury is, you know, in a sort of a the unseen realms and not doing what its normal job is. Now you may not be having the experience that I'm having, but it's hitting my chart in a specific way. And that doesn't mean that just because I'm having difficulty with this Mercury retrograde that the whole world is. Some people are, some people are not. And so that is up to you. Um, uh, and that's, that's how you ex- choose to experience it or not. You know, it may be, and Pisces rules the unconscious, so there are a lot of unconscious things going on during this Mercury retrograde. So if you're experiencing Mercury retrograde and it's in your face, try to calm it down by using some other, like, don't focus on those things. Don't give them a lot of energy. Again, do not give something negative a lot of energy. And, you know, I've seen a lot of things happen where people get caught up in, negative thoughts or, or, you know, what's, what someone told them, what a healer told them or what a, an astrologer told them or, or what their doctor told them. And you know what? It's up to you. It really is. So put the power back in your hands. I'm putting the power back in your hands. I'm just here to help you guide your week and know when to make the best decisions and use the energy wisely and get creative and, um, own your power. So, we're in a Venus thing right now. And here we are with Venus in between Pluto and Saturn. And she's not sitting in Capricorn. That was a while ago. But she is sitting in Aries. And she's moving from a square from Pluto to a square to Saturn. And so she's not entirely comfortable. So the goddess might be a little annoyed. <laughs> the goddess might be a little angry. And the goddess might be a little fretful. Or she's trying to sort out her financial situation or perhaps her um you're trying to sort out some love relationship situation or some familial situation but venus squared pluto on friday and perhaps there were triangles and perhaps there were some um situations that you didn't feel comfortable about you know talking about or something and maybe maybe there was um like I had a situation and this is famous for Venus Pluto oh I didn't know I wasn't supposed to tell you that um okay 
just make like I didn't tell you. Okay, my lips are sealed. You didn't tell me anything. Or don't tell someone that I told you or whatever. But there was information. And again, it's Mercury retrograde. Oh, I didn't know you know. didn't know this. How come I know this and you don't? Okay, so there's a triangulation right there. And so someone tells me something. I assume their, their family member knows and they don't. And so I'm like talking to them like they know. And they're like, no, I don't know about this. Oh, my God. So, you know, be careful with what you say. <laughs> and so then um, Saturn gets a square from Venus on Tuesday. And it may be that we are just sort of in this place where we have to be, um, uh, you know, careful of, of how are we operate in our relationships. Don't make assumptions. Don't make uh, don't make waves if you don't have to. There's a lot of misunderstandings right now because of this Mercury retrograde, and so the best thing to do is just be straightforward and smart. Um, don't let yourself get dragged into some, you know muddy situation financially or friendship wise or you know personally you know don't don't let yourself get dragged into a muddy situation just keep your eye on the ball and keep focused and just get through this you know venus and saturn are not entirely friendly in this aspect that they're having she's squaring saturn so you want to be sure that you know that your ducks are in a row as far as your friendships and that people don't misunderstand you and that Everything is not um, not uncomfortable in your relationships. So really, pay attention. Be aware and be aware. And when I say be aware, that means to be conscious. So when you're in your relationships, don't, don't answer with the same old things. Yeah, so what? You told me that already. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And... Um, if you if you do that, you're going to get the same old thing. So when you answer someone, be careful, be thoughtful, be conscientious, be conscious. And it just, the more awareness you have, especially when dealing with others, the better it's going to be. So when we have Venus Saturn, we need to really be aware of how we're treating people, how people are treating us, what we're talking about with people, and that we're not, you know, hurting anybody. Because Venus Saturn can feel like it's an unloved kind of thing. And that's, we've had Venus Saturn before. People have Venus Saturn in their charts. This is not something that is uncommon, but I just ask people to be generous toward one another and be kind and go out of your way to be a little kind if you can. So onward in the week. We have um, Venus, so this is brings us to the next topic. When Venus squares Saturn, Venus, Venus is at the end of Aries and Saturn is at the end of Capricorn. And this is important because the next day, the 4th of March, yes, it's March, um, Venus goes into Taurus, which is one of her favorite signs. And she loves Taurus because, you know, she rules Taurus and she is of the earth. And it's when Venus gets to really shine and be you know, the nature goddess, the goddess of, you know, agriculture and, and flourishing in, in the world. 
of you know of nature and beauty and harmony and peace and and you know this is a good day to buy yourself some flowers or buy your friends some flowers or your mother some flowers and and put uh, put some uh, essence into nature that's around you Venus in Taurus can be very healing, healing to the finances too. So now Venus is moving out of a stressful aspect and then moving into her favorite sign the next evening on Wednesday, the 4th at 10.37, I'm sorry, 10.07 p.m. um, Eastern time, which is 9.07 p.m. my time. And the thing is that day, Mercury is going to go back into Aquarius. So Mercury goes back into Aquarius, Venus goes into Taurus, which is a little interesting because they are, those are not necessarily compatible signs, but the degrees that they're at in the Zodiac are compatible. So Venus and Mercury are talking to each other. And so um, what's happening is that we are given, being given like a reprieve right after Venus is finished with Saturn she's going to go into her favorite sign so it's like okay just deal with what the reality is or whatever you know practical matters you have to deal with and then embrace Venus and Taurus because she's abundant there now abundance is the key because Venus is going to be in Taurus for a while and that's very nice we like that and she's going to be there and hang out in Taurus and give us a chance to own our abundance, feel our abundance, see our abundance. Now, I talk a lot about manifestation. And when we want to manifest something, it is important to not just, you know, write it down and memorize it. You have to feel it. You can't just start believing that you're going to have it without feeling it. And when you feel the manifestation and Taurus is a great sign for manifestation because it is an earth sign. Venus is going to be there just about a month because she's going to go into Gemini on April 3rd. And so we have the whole month of March um, to celebrate Venus in her own sign, celebrate the goddess. And so once she does this, once she does this um, business of, you know, changing into Taurus this week she's gonna there's bounty there's beauty think of the cornucopia and how rich it is and how full it is that's Venus in Taurus and think of the Empress card in the tarot if you know anything about the tarot think of how you know fruitful she is and abundant and focus on your abundance because this is going to help you feel like your needs are met. So when you want to manifest, you have to do a few things. You have to remember to, you know, you oftentimes we write it down. And, you know, last week was a new moon, so sometimes we do a, a nice manifestation for a new moon. So the good news is, is that we can really manifest with Venus and Taurus. And so we want to use this energy for, um, you know, feeling feeling in in your body and in your heart feeling what it's like to be abundant 
and have your needs met. Feel that connection to nature. Nature's abundant. Nature's also very sexual. And Venus in Taurus is very sexy. So this is a sexy time. And it's a nice time to be like cozy and comfortable with your loved one. It's also a nice time to be with your family and appreciate your loved ones that, that are not sexually in your life. <laughs> um, but it's a good time for, uh, for women. You want to feel sexy? This is the month to do it. You know, buy yourself something new, special, sweet, and, and goddess-like, and feel that you are in your Venusian element and you are, you know, presenting the goddess in all her glory when you are out in your day walking around. So Venus is, you know, getting ready for the spring in the Northern Hemisphere. The spring is approaching Taurus as a sign of spring. And so as we are still in Pisces, you know, we're not in spring yet, but we are very much at the end of winter. But the, the hints, the hints of spring up north are, are probably there. And you want to, you want to, Feel what it's like to have all of your needs met. You want to know what it's like and to feel everything that Venus and Taurus represents. That feeling of abundance, that feeling of material wealth, that feeling of manifestation if you want to manifest something. Um, bring that up in your body. And if you can do that, you know, in a meditation or just, you know, if you're riding in the taxi or the subway or the, you know, not or not when you're driving <laughs> before you go to sleep at night, um, maybe you want to just bring that feeling up of what it feels like, what it would feel like to have all your needs met. That's an elevated emotion. Abundance is an elevated emotion. And that's something that Venus and Taurus can make us feel. So even though she's going to meet with Uranus very soon after that, which is next Sunday, week from today, um, that could be very exciting. Um, it's still all in Taurus. And uh, it's still a very lovely time to celebrate the goddess. So even if you're a man... You know, it's a time to celebrate the females in your life, whether it's your mother, your female dog, <laughs> your um, cousins, your sisters, your uh, whoever, your girlfriend, your wife, whatever you have, um, your best friend. So it's good to celebrate. And, and of course, every man and every woman have Venus and Mars in their chart. And so as women can be... Um, celebrating the Marsy element right now because Mars is in Capricorn where it's exalted. Venus is going to go into Taurus and the men can celebrate um, their their male uh, their male essence with the Mars in Capricorn, but also we all have male and female, so we all have a little of each, so we have to appreciate those qualities. Maybe Venus and Taurus will inspire you to make dinner for your friends. Um, have a little dinner party. Maybe you'll go to a garden and have a have a little party. Maybe it's warm where you are. In any event, I think um, we we should take um, some time and celebrate the goddess. Um, it's interesting. I'm thinking of a website, and I don't know this person at all, and I just happened upon it, and I'll say it. I mean, I'm not trying to do advertising for these people. I don't know them at all, but there's a website called gathervictoria.com, and this woman 
is not only an artist photographer, but she's also a, a chef and she makes beautiful uh, Celtic Druidic holiday food. So like certain cakes for certain times of the, the you know, Druidic calendar, like in bulk, she makes a certain kind of cake and, and it's using a lot of nature. It's very Venusian. It's very Venus and Taurus. Everything is gorgeous. The website is just beautiful to behold, and I just enjoy looking for for it, looking at it. And I've made some recipes from it, and they are divine because I like to cook, and that's my Venus and Taurus kind of thing. Even though I have Venus and Pisces, um, but I, that's how I like to celebrate Venus and Taurus. So, um, celebrate, make some dinner for your friends. Gather Victoria is that website. Um, anyway. So what else we have this week is Mercury's going, Mercury's going back into Aquarius. And so Mercury's going to go into Aquarius where it was uh, back in late January, early February. So before it switched over to Pisces in the first couple of days of February, Mercury was in Aquarius and it likes being in Aquarius more than it likes being in Pisces. So it flipped into Pisces on February 3rd and now here we are um, on March 4th and and Mercury is going to go back into Aquarius and it's going to have uh, the experience of that analytical mind again and it's going to stay there for a while because that's where it's going to go direct on the 9th. So when it goes direct on the 9th it's going to be there in Aquarius and it's going to stay in Aquarius uh, um, for a little while. So, so we've got it back into the analytical altruistic sign of Aquarius, um, which is much more mentally oriented and much more uh, Mercury's style, even though Mercury doesn't rule it. It doesn't go back into Pisces again until the 16th. So it, this is going to be an interesting little experiment to watch Mercury leave Pisces, go back into Aquarius during this retrograde, and maybe we'll get some of these things sorted out that got messed up during this Piscean uh, insidious kind of Mercury retrograde. So pay attention. Um, this is a great time to listen, to analyze, to, you know, do your do your financial work if you need to because Aquarius is analytical. Get your spreadsheets in order. But but whatever happened to you at the end of January, beginning of February, may have a revisit. And you may be in a place where you start to think about how those um, those uh, those shifts from Aquarius to Pisces are affecting you. Aquarius is, you know, both of those signs are altruistic, but Aquarius is a little sharper when it comes to the mental acuity. And that's where Mercury gets its, uh, can get its ducks in a row. And that's where Mercury can really feel its usefulness in Aquarius, where it's a little bit out, out of sorts in Pisces. And so maybe Mercury will get its uh, clarity back to a certain degree um, when it goes back into Aquarius. Now it'll only stay at the end of Aquarius. So if you have a planet at the end of Aquarius or anything fixed, you'll feel that. And um, you actually will give yourself um, a, a, a good gift if you sort of step back from the Piscean stuff and observe and be conscious again there it is being conscious 
of how you're you're using your thoughts because Mercury in, in Aquarius is more about our thoughts. If you know any Aquarians or anybody with Aquarius planets, they are often thinking um, like at a zillion miles a minute and their minds are very, very fast. Their stream of consciousness is very, very fast. So when Mercury goes into Aquarius, this is what happens. We kind of speed up our brains. So what you want to do is you want to pay attention to sort of the frequency shift of Pisces into Aquarius and then again back into Pisces in a couple of weeks. But it's really, it's really the gift of consciousness that you can give yourself if you start to like watch your thoughts, listen to what you're saying to other people and to yourself attention. It's easier to do that with Mercury in Aquarius. And then um, at the end of the week, we're going to have, well, actually, it'll be a week from today. So we, we're going to have the, the full moon, which is a super moon. And it's going to be um, the afternoon of the, the ninth. So there's a lot going on in the ninth. There's the Mercury going direct there's the full moon, but the full moon is going to be with Neptune. So Sun Neptune, the moon itself is not with Neptune. The moon will be in Virgo. <laughs> so the moon will be in Virgo and it goes into Virgo early in the morning at 6.47 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday the 8th. Now, daylight savings time also starts then. So this is a time for us to get nice and messed up between Mercury turning direct and daylight savings time because here in Costa Rica, we don't do daylight savings time and everywhere else does. And so I have to adjust my clock in my head that my appointments have to shift around like it's no longer, I'm not an hour difference from... Eastern Standard Time, I'm now two hours difference. I'm now in Mountain Time instead of Central Time. But even though my time has never changed, it's everybody else's. So that's what happens. You know, that's that's what we get to look forward to is daylight savings time shifts and Mercury goes direct. So just keep your head on straight. And it's a full moon and the sun is with Neptune, which always brings something psychic. Could be confusing, but this is, you know, this is really... At, at in the middle of Pisces, in the middle of Virgo and Pisces. And it really is a time to just sort of like balance that practical and the spiritual, balance that in, the instinct, the thinking mind and the, the gut instinct, your intuition versus your analysis. That's Virgo Pisces. So you want to balance those and you want to keep them sort of in this balance during those few days. Um, the, the sun is really winning out here because the sun is with Neptune. And so the intuitive factor is much, much stronger here than the analytical. And Mercury is turning direct in Aquarius. So, you know, there's, there's really this interesting relationship. Neptune, the, the, the slower moving planet always wins. So Neptune generally will win here. This is an interesting relationship between intuition and analysis. Keep both in balance. I think intuition rules. And keep yourself sort of on that nice, like, in-between place where you can listen to both things and you don't swing in too many directions. Um, keep your head together. That's There's a lot of swirling energy next weekend as Mercury's stopping mercury's stopping again and it's not going to move um it's not going to move 
like for a couple of days. It's going to be in that place in Aquarius at the, you know, and at the end, the very end of Aquarius, 28 degrees, and it's not going to really move off that for a few days. So um, something to be interested, something to look forward to. Watch Watch the analysis first, is the intuition, observe it. And that's going to help you stay conscious because if, you know, there are random thoughts that come through your brain, like, oh, I'll never run that marathon. <laughs> I'll never get out of this dead end job. I'll never be able to, whatever, <laughs> buy a new car. You know, whatever it is, you have to catch yourself and not allow yourself to be so uh, unconscious about those things. You're like, yes, I guess I'll be able to run that marathon. I just got to, you know, feel it. Like I said before, feel it. Okay. The moon this week, we're in Taurus right now. Moved to Gemini this afternoon. Okay. Moved to Gemini today, Gemini tomorrow, Gemini again on Tuesday the 3rd and moved then into uh, it will move into Cancer late on Tuesday night, 11.25 p.m. Eastern Time. And then it'll stay in there into Cancer and then eventually move to Leo Friday afternoon. So we have a few days of the moon in Cancer. Now remember what happens when the moon goes into Cancer. It opposes Jupiter. It goes to the North Node. It opposes Jupiter. It opposes Pluto. It opposes Saturn. So, you know, the moon is going to be triggering all that stuff in Capricorn. So be aware of that. And, you know, so you could feel a little bit pulled in two directions again. So there's a lot of seesaw things going on this week. And then if you, you know, if you, we move into Friday, all day the moon will be in Leo. And that's fun. So everybody gets like their happy weekend started with the moon in Leo. And it's in Leo most of the weekend you know, until like all Friday, all Saturday, maybe people will take off from work to go to a party. <laughs> maybe the weather will start getting warm up north, people start to have lunch outside. And it's it becomes, you know, we're starting to see spring. So it's a Leo weekend. And then it moves into Virgo Sunday morning and when daylight savings time starts. So this is we're starting to see those spring moments come up north. Um, and that's about it. it goes into Virgo and then we start to have that full moon on Monday but I will be here again next Sunday and we can discuss the sun Neptune conjunction which will also happen the same day as the Venus Uranus conjunction and it's all going to be quite interesting so thank you for listening I'm Deb McBride my website is thegoldenastrologer.com my uh, twitter is at Deb Astrology you can read my blog at Astrologer's Thoughts which is uh, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page at The Golden Astrologer you can find my Astrologer's Thoughts and I, I welcome you to listen every week and I thank you for joining me have a lovely week